0: This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. Now on the 19th of May 2022, I went to Paris to attend a press conference held by the Raja Group, which, as many of you know, has greatly expanded in the office products segment in the past few years, acquiring assets from Staples Solutions and Office Depot Europe. Now, after the press conference, I had the chance to speak with Alain Joss, who is the managing director of the Raja office business. And what you are about to hear is that interview with Alain. Okay, I'm here in Paris with Alain Joss, who is the Managing Director of Raja Office. And we've just been attending a press conference, which was held by the Raja CEO, Daniel Capel-Marcovici. And Alan has kindly accepted my invitation to have a short interview after the press conference. Hi, Alan, how are you doing?
1: Hi, and Good afternoon, and uh, I'm very happy to have the opportunity to discuss this.
0: Thank you. Now, you were named the Managing Director of Raja Office earlier this year, and I understand that was part of a reorganization, I guess, of the of the executive committee at, at the group level. Can you explain why it was felt that the, the, the COMEX, as you call it, needed evolving?
1: Well, first, uh, the executive committee has been set up now more than 10 years ago. And obviously, at this time, uh, the the shape and structure and size of the group was very different. But uh, just to to try and sum it up, we were, up until now, organized in... uh, by functions. All of us were uh, managing directors but in charge of specific pieces of the business. Personally, I was in charge of purchasing and supply chain and we felt that we had reached now a size and complexity level in which we both needed to keep some transversal functions at COMEX but also to have some direct leadership from COMEX members into the business units. So that's why uh, Vincent Terrado has been named as uh, the managing director for all our packaging, supplies and industrial equipment companies in the group and myself, I took over the uh, responsibility for all the office supplies and and office equipment, Uh, so that means uh, all the ex-Staples companies we've uh, acquired now almost three years ago, JPG, Monofis, Kalamazoo, Bernard and obviously Viking. Not forgetting that in the COMEX there is a another of our managing director, Brice Caplus, who is taking over Raja France with, wow. uh, let's say, our, our mothership. And obviously, it's very important in uh, in the strategy of the group. As for the rest, we still have those transversal functions. Uh, and one I think is very important for us. It's the role of Nathalie Chapuzot, who is in charge of sales, marketing and digital, because we feel that there is a need to align or commercial marketing and digital strategy throughout the group regardless of uh, specific cities of markets or types of products or history of com- companies. We obviously are today a va- very diverse group and we need to find uh, to, to build some uh, uh, Coherence uh, into that, and uh, that starts with the strategy. Mm-hmm. And we also have some uh, people in charge of support functions like uh, HR, finance, and so on.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Now we heard about the the 2021 results of of Raja, and I'm going to put those in a separate story on the the, the OPI website. Just quickly, uh, for Raja Office, how how was 2021?
1: Well, obviously, 2021 was still a very contrasted year. Uh, basically, there are two parts. The first part was still very much impacted by uh, the COVID repercussions still bec- uh, because we, we had uh, a lot of periods in which uh, varying from country to country, there were some lockdowns. We also had to, to live with uh, the fact that most of what we had sold in 2020 uh, with anti-COVID uh, products were suddenly gone. So there was no way to replace them. So that created a, a hole in, in the sales. But from uh, summertime on, things began to really shape up again uh, because uh, well, people gradually went back to the offices and uh, there was a, a real need for, for companies to rethink about their workspace their equipment, their furnitures, and all of that has uh, resulted into very new uh, approach uh, to this type of business with new strategies, new communication, new media activity, first from JPG, then from MondOffice, Office, and that has been very successful.
0: Okay. Now, I think the group organic growth last year was 10.5%. Was I'm, I'm guessing that Office wasn't, wasn't quite that no,
1: unfortunately, the, the weight of the first part of the year uh, made that impossible. We are mostly flatish uh, in all of uh, of
0: our supply activities in in 2021. Uh, but which, which, given the context, perhaps is a satisfactory result? Would you agree? We are
1: never satisfied with a
0: flattish situation.
1: <laughs> That's not uh, the way we work. With but okay, we we understand how things have been happening. And as I said, the good thing is that really things got back to a a significant sound solid growth in the second part of the year, uh, healthy growth with uh, uh, with better profitability as well. So uh, we finished the year with a good uh, business orientation. And this trend has, uh, has already, already been, uh, been experienced in the first part of 2022, which obviously is in very, very good shape.
0: Okay, good. Now, obviously, the big news from 2021 was the acquisition Of Viking, how has that been going in in the past few months?
1: Uh, Well okay we only quite Viking now 6 months ago so it's it's still fairly recent uh, so there was a lot of uh, let's say first phase of uh, mutual discovery uh, as it happens but uh, uh, we also had to uh, get uh, ourselves together back to the basics of the business we needed to be sure that we uh, would lead the team into a more customer oriented approach than was the case before where for reasons uh, that uh, okay where what they were uh, was not the case anymore i mean uh, they all were more let's say cost oriented than anything else or it's even more process oriented than customer oriented so it's it's a very interesting approach to uh, uh, try to bring back some business culture and uh, but we know and that was one of the big reasons why we wanted to do that that Viking has been the very famous names for excellent extraordinary outstanding customer service so it's still there somewhere in the, the, the DNA of the company is still there and we already have big pieces of uh, uh, of the company like for instance all of the supply chain uh, is it's very interesting we have very good tools very good people and we can build from that we just need to switch it back to what the customer is about what does he think and how do we serve him correctly
0: okay. I'll, I'll digress slightly because just wanted to to ask you, you you've bought the Staples business in 2019, and then obviously Viking in 2021, both from private equity companies. The businesses that you inherited were they were they similar to each other, or there were were there a lot of differences?
1: The big difference uh, is the fact that uh, the ex-Staples companies somehow had managed to retain their identity and. Uh, have a relative uh, autonomy in terms of business decisions. So they really never lost track of that customer focus. And also uh, JPG, Mondoffice, Kalamazoo were still very much known on their respective markets. Viking on the other side. Well, first we have to remember that Viking uh, was, let's say, the Office Depot online branch. To be honest, so the Viking name is something that we have reintroduced and really strongly pushed because we know that it's under that name that there is this image of Viking and the customers, uh, the good customer service. So, but. Having said that, Viking is a very, very, very centralized organization. Well, everything has been absorbed into, uh, let's say, over-processing and uh, being removed from the customer. So centralization may have some good aspects, but it has been pushed so far
0: as to lose this focus. Okay, going going back to to Viking. Now, I understand that you and... Danielle were in, and perhaps some other people as well. You were in Venlo recently for a for a, a, a conference there. What was the what was the message there, and, and what was the reaction of the the Viking staff?
1: Well, the the message was fairly simple. First, uh, Danielle is doing uh, has been doing with the Viking people what she does with all of the other companies in the group, which is going. Uh, once a year to have a big convention and explain to everybody what are the results of the group, what are the results of the specific companies she's in and what are the projects for the upcoming year. Uh, And that was quite new for the Viking people because she's been very, very transparent uh, to the point of telling them that uh, Viking was losing money. Uh, ultimately uh, which they hadn't realized no 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 I think it was not put, made public for them mm-hmm. up until then so but basically what she says, she says okay by now we have very much confidence in the fact that we are in a position to turn around this business go back to growth go back to profitable growth go back to uh, profitability and uh, the Raja Group uh, has invested in this company, the Raja Group will continue to invest in Viking and we are absolutely certain that uh, we are going to turn around this company and this is what you are going to be doing
0: So I know after Staples acquisition one of the things you wanted to do was give autonomy to the individual countries, is it a similar strategy at Viking and if so, how are you going to do that
1: yes definitely we want to have the same approach uh, because there will be some uh, now uh, the Viking business in Europe is going to be split into three regions there will be the UK ireland region the Benelux region and the German Austrian Swiss region. So all of them will have uh, a managing director at their head and uh, all of them will be completely fully in charge of developing the activity on the market. They will have full responsibility of their PL and uh, they will have the, the, their own functions in order to, uh, to lead. So their, their structure will be completely uh, autonomous in that respect. Obviously the strategy will be completely led at group level, still decided at group level, but, uh, as Daniel says, we need to have entrepreneurs at the end of each of these companies and this is what we're looking for right now.
0: Okay. How, how is the recruitment process going for these country managing directors? It has started already, we are, uh, but uh, it's not done, it's not completed. Uh, it's, uh, w- we
1: have to find the right person, it's so much important. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to turn to the, the contract business. I know this is a, a focus of of Raja, especially since the the Staples acquisition, and now now with Viking. Where are you with that?
1: Again, this is a, a very much a starting process. We have recruited uh, Brian Hall, who worked with Office Depot before as an international key account uh, director, and. Uh, w- it's one area in which we need to accelerate the synergies between the ex companies and the Viking company. Uh, it's uh, so important because we feel that there is a, uh, there is a need from the big, big accounts, for the key accounts, to have a global answer. And we are now, in, we will be, and we are already in a position to serve these customers in 10 different countries with local teams, because ultimately, the international key account structure is there to negotiate and build the contracts, but we know that the service has to be accomplished at local level. We have those distribution centers that are going to be that are able to deliver throughout Europe in very short term uh, and um, and obviously this uh, these customers are expecting to have uh, this solution available for them uh, to have a new global player emerging from
0: that yeah okay so Maybe a, a better balance in the European contract market, if I put it like that.
1: Yeah, obviously we have this this ambition to to play a significant role uh, in that market as well. Because uh, uh, when you look at it from a, a queue count uh, uh, person today, uh, obviously the market has changed dramatically in the in the last three years. So they are looking for new solutions new new possibilities and we have very positive signs yeah. already from customers that are really happy to to see us emerging yeah. we have a long way to go a lot of things to to build but yes there is some uh, uh, some willingness from the customer side yeah.
0: which is always very encouraging yeah. obviously it was a sector which was very heavily impacted by the the pandemic and, and stay-at-home Regulations in many countries. What's the situation now? Is it improving?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, we are now into uh, a more stabilised uh, approach, uh, and I think it's going to accelerate. There are still some companies in which uh, working from home is the rule, but there are less and less of these.
0: And then, work from home in general. When we look at the the wider office businesses, how has that impacted your? your catalogue on, on online businesses?
1: Well, okay there are several factors into that. When we were at the most uh, important uh, well, the, uh, period of the pandemic, obviously there were a lot of consumers coming as customers. And it was difficult to understand if there were real consumers or professionals working from home. But I think that uh, most of them were in that second case because we've seen that dwindling down uh, in in the past few months again. So, uh, and... uh, to be honest, uh, we, we can serve consumers, but this is not the business model we're operating in. We're more concerned about B2B customers, in any case. So, um, product-wise, we we did see a shift uh, to to equipment. First, there was some work-from-home equipment type, uh, and then back to office also means that a lot of companies had to rethink the office uh, environment in general, get into a more modern and also approach and also a more, uh, let's say, uh, quality of uh, of life in the office uh, that has been very prevalent. And uh, this is something in which, uh, especially, uh, JPG and office reacted very well <laughs> and built uh, their new assortment with that approach in mind. This has very, proven very successful so, uh, and this is something that we will want to duplicate throughout Europe especially at Viking because Viking has never been very much active in terms of uh, uh, of, of his furniture mm. and uh, well we have success already in France in Italy
0: we will have in Spain as well and then we will expand that to Viking yeah. so I know for example JPG in Paris has a new showroom for, for, for furniture is that something we could see a, a Viking potentially
1: yes uh, but I think that uh, even if the showroom is interesting uh, we have to see wha- what suits best not only they have their showroom but they have they now have uh, a new uh, specific approach called jpg concept in which they have a lot of media activity as well uh, in fact they have a virtual showroom uh, active on their website a lot of social media presence as well because okay there are only so many customers yet that you can get into your actual okay. showroom so uh, i think that thinking that with a 360 degree approach to the customer makes a lot more sense
0: okay and then just just finally what are your priorities for the rest of the year well
1: obviously uh, i will be, i will be and we will be working uh, no full lot of time on Viking this is uh, there are many many uh, many things to do to turn this around we have to stop the losses and this is obviously the key priority for this year we have to stabilize the business and push it back to uh, to success and, and again uh, we are very confident we'll be able to do that mm. Any chance the Viking will be profitable in 2022? 2022 seems a little bit over ambitious. Uh, uh, we hope we'll be reaching breakeven in the latter part of this year, but uh, okay, as a full year, I think we'll have to wait until next year to see it uh, profitable.
0: Okay, all right, good stuff. Thank you, Alan, for your time, and I hope we can expand on some of these points in more depth in a in a future big interview in OPI. Thank you, Andy. Obviously, uh, I will be happy to do that with you. Okay, great. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.